I'm Stephen, he's Chris, and this is Mobile Arcade Club, a show where we take a look at games from Apple Arcade each episode and talk about what works, what doesn't, and hopefully let you know if it's something you might want to try. In this episode, I get my puzzle groove on with Tetris Beat, and Chris exercises his word skills with WordWeb. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Mobile Arcade Club. On this episode, Stephen and I will be looking at Tetris Beat and WordWeb. But I think we'll start off with what you've been playing, Stephen, in the form of Tetris Beat, which looks like a, a real dancey type of variation of the, the classic puzzle game we all know and love. Yeah, that's a pretty good way of putting it. So Tetris Beat, it's by, I think last episode we decided it's either Network with a 3 or N3 Twerk, however they want it to be said. I like N3 <laughs> Twerk, it's good fun to say. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. essentially a, a t- it's a weird different take on Tetris in that it's a rhythm game at the same time as being a Tetris game. Uh, it does have, for all the Tetris heads out there, more standard sort of Tetris modes, which apparently I've been reading up on the Discord. Apparently there were some issues with the controller support for the standard modes that have been fixed. I haven't tried it, so I can't really talk about that. Um, but it has, other than the the standard mode, there's three modes overall. There's Marathon, which is that standard Tetris. You slide left and right on the screen to position where your blocks go. You tap to rotate them and slide down to smash them down. Uh, there's one called Drop, which is kind of similar to that, but you get more like you're encouraged to do that drop in time with the music so that you, you, know, you get bonuses and such for doing so. And then there's the sort of the full rhythm mode, which is called tap. And that one is the most different. It's the most un-Tetris like Tetris game of all of them. It's so what it does, uh, I'm assuming everyone's familiar with Tetris. You put blocks in a place, get line, line them up and they'll go away. Uh, that's all you really need to know. Um, but yeah, what this one does is instead of giving you full control over where your Tetris blocks will fall, it's gives you two different silhouettes where your Tetris blocks can go and you tap whichever one you want and that's where it goes instantly and then it just gives you another set of two options and you're just doing that over and over to to play Tetris, I guess. And it really, really encourages you to do it in time with the music you get, uh, different bonuses for both doing it in time and for how consistently you do it in time. So you have like a, a combo counter that keeps going as long as you maintain maintain a particular rhythm with the song. And I found this is where most of my time went. I, I do like a more general Tetris game, to be sure, and I probably would play it a little bit more, uh, play the standard one at another time. But this one... Yeah, it really sort of grabbed me, especially it's got a really good variety of music and it really changed the way that I approach Tetris because especially if the song that you're playing is fairly quick, you have to be making these decisions on a second by second basis. And I'm just, yeah, you just think about it in such a quick pace, it makes it a different game to play and you have to kind of accept mistakes a little bit more, but it's a little more lenient about it as well. So at certain points you'll head into, I don't remember what it was called, but like a fever mode of some sort, where if you get pretty well any lines completed while that mode's done, it clears almost the entire board. So obviously if you're not choosing exactly where the Tetris pieces go, you're 
you're not going to be able to make all those high high tiered you know big brain moves that you might in a normal tetris game but yeah because it gives you that fever mode it lets you release the pressure a little bit that builds up because you can't be as exact with with your movements up until that point and yeah i just found it a really really engaging way to play it was just i i'm a lover of rhythm games generally all the way back from like donkey conga which is Oh, yes. Yes, I'm glad you know. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, a rhythm game for the Nintendo GameCube where you bash plastic drums in time with covers of Blink-182 songs, among others. It was it was a very strange time. I didn't, I didn't think it was covers. I thought it was like the le- legit songs they licensed. Oh, and uh, I'm misremembering. I think you're misremembering because uh, if you go back and re-listen... They are not. <laughs> they are not the original songs. Well, it, I'm. I'm in for a rude shock when I go back to that. Oh, please, <laughs> please look them up on YouTube. They are. They're good. They're great, fun covers. But oh boy, <laughs> it's not quite the same. Um, but anyway, that's a bit of a sidetrack. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing and enjoying rhythm games for a very long time, and it really just grabbed me playing. It is reinventing the game of Tetris in this fast, rhythmic, sort of kinetic way. It just you have to be okay with goofing up and making mistakes, but the game gives you enough room to to make up for those. And I found that just such a compelling way to play the game. Yeah, because I was I was going to ask uh, because in recent years, or not even in just recent years, it, it feels like since the original Tetris, however many years ago now, three decades or upwards of whenever it first released we've we've had countless variations or iterations to either make it look sharper or up with the, the latest you know graphical standards of the day or various gameplay variations to try and twist the, the classic formula but it seems like the classic form of tetris is is the one constant that has remained over time and has been so popular over time that is until Tetris effect in recent years, which has widely been seen as probably the the best version of Tetris since the original Tetris. And it doesn't even shake up the the gameplay formula that much, but Mm. just the way that it sort of combines the, the visuals, the music, the, uh, the, the way it does that with the gameplay as well is just such a, I've seen it described as a, a transcendent experience when you uh, experience the uh, the eponymous Tetris effect, and it's probably a pretty good way to describe it. So I was going to ask, well, what does Tetris Beat do differently to that? And I, I think you've you've um, answered pretty well all of my questions there in terms of the the the, the tap mode in particular being such a, a drastic departure of. You know, you don't have control of trying to, to line up, as you say, the big brain moves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's more, more about, you know, selecting between your, your two pieces in time with the music and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that sounds like a, a really interesting variation on, you know, I, I would never, ever go as far to say that Tetris has become stale because it's oh. one of those, you know, one of those... Um, it's evergreen. You know, ...timeless... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those timeless games that even I think a little while ago, would you believe on one of the the local sports channels that we have or one of the local on-demand sports channels that we had, they were showing Tetris eSports and watching that in action was just 
fascinating. Wow, um, gosh, I've seen remember. some real, like, not, I don't think they're competitive Tetris people, but friends who have just transcended me in, I just don't even know what's going on in their heads while <laughs> they're playing, but it's just mesmerizing to watch. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating game to to watch at at a high level as much as it as it is to play. Uh, what I can only self admit to not a very high level of play, but <laughs> yeah, have have a have a good time anyway. But yeah, it uh, it, it looked like um, you know just looking at the notes that you've made here, some of the the artists that are included in Tetris Beat and some of the EDM music. It sounds like a pretty a pretty cool uh, experience and pretty cool. Uh, rhythm game even you know without the uh, the sort of tetris branding i suppose yeah well it definitely is of speaking of the tetris branding it has a really cool like edm remix of the tetris theme going over over the main menu i i didn't notice it as a playable song but it's entirely possible i missed it because i was mostly sticking to a couple of songs and trying to perfect them but yeah i was it's the track list was quite interesting and not a lot of it was anything that i recognized but Pretty well everything I tried worked well because the with that tap mode, really anything with a well-defined rhythm and beat can just can just work, I guess. And it's really cool that it adjusts the the sounds of when you sort of make a hit in time. It'll make a particular sound to let you know that you have done that in time. And they will be different depending on the song in a way that makes it sort of complementary to the song that's playing in the background. And yeah, I found that just once you once you get the timing right, which is can be a little problematic, especially if you're using, say, Bluetooth headphones with varying levels of lag to your inputs versus what's happening in your mm. ears. It's I found it best with wired headphones, but it does have in the options a sort of a lag calibration tool, very similar to what you would have seen in like Guitar Hero games back in the day to try and yeah. account for the the lag between different displays and speaker setups and such. And I'll admit, once I did that calibration, it seemed fairly fine with, with my Bluetooth headphones. I was using AirPods Pro, which as far as I'm aware, are quite low latency headphones anyway. Um, but yeah, there was some some moments at the start where I... It happens, I guess, with any rhythm game. When you try and work out where on the beat this particular game wants you to hit, sometimes you just have to acclimatize to that. But once I had, it was, yeah, just really fun. You feel like you're almost making the music along with the music and it's just, yeah, it's a lovely, lovely experience that way. Yeah, nice one. So when when you get your tent- uh, Tetris, when you get your Tetris hankering in the future, uh, do you see Tetris Beat as one that you'll you'll return to, or does it need more songs? Or when when you do feel the the itch for for Tetris, would you return to prefer to return to something like Tetris Effect? I think I will. I'll keep Tetris Beat on my phone, but I don't think it will be for that classic Tetris sort of style gameplay i playing tetris on a touch screen like standard tetris has never quite worked very well for me and i mm. i don't mind hooking up a controller to my to my phone but if i have to to play tetris it's almost like a bit more work than i'm usually willing to put in to play a bit of tetris on my phone i don't want to carry my ps4 controller in my back pocket i'm not wearing cargo pants anymore unfortunately so i can't really make that work but i think i'll keep it on there just because it's so fun to just to just tap in time with these songs and get these cool combos and 
it just exploring the the music catalog was quite fun to do and it sounds like according to all the copy on the menus and such it talks about how there's going to be songs constantly added and given the the history of all the apple arcade games that we've played i don't doubt that for a second so yeah it's sticking around it it might be good for standard tetris i'll give probably give it a try with a controller and maybe give a you know a backup um or some follow-up next episode but even without that the the rhythm mode's enough for me i'm really quite enjoying it nice one um, so then we'll move on to what I've been playing in the form of WordWeb by Aaron Koning and Adrian de Jong from the Netherlands. And this is a, a really interesting one, a bit of a hybrid of classic word-based puzzles that uh, many of us would have played at some point in our lives. It feels like a bit of a mix of crossword and Scrabble-like puzzles, which are generated algorithmically. So okay. no one puzzle is the same. Uh, it's all, all generated uh, via a, an algorithm, one thing that the, the game quite proudly touts, and that's a you know, very, very interesting approach to generating puzzles. Mm. Um, one thing that uh, you know, struck me about WordWeb, uh, it's got a very, very cute, very slick, uh, minimalist presentation with these cute little shape uh, mascots waltzing around the screen while you're playing on you know what what does look like a a sort of scrabble board of sorts with all these these tiles uh, on on the on the board so the the idea with wordweb is is that you've you've got a, a list of words that you were given from the start of entering a puzzle and you've got to try and depending on the mode that you're playing you've got to either try and direct sort of the words on on the, the grid towards a specific endpoint uh, to whether that's you know a specific tile or you know lining up with other words to get to a specific point or there's also a, a mode where you have you know a list of so many words and you've got to try and get x amount of words on on the board but the 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 idea is when when you're adding words to to this play play area um you've got to arrange them in a way so that the the tiles overlap with other words that already are on the board uh, so that everything that uh, goes on the board and this is a very difficult one to describe just uh, you know without without visuals so uh, if if I'm not doing an adequate job I'm I'm getting I'm getting the vibes yeah 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 um <laughs> so the the idea is uh, so if if you've got a word that you want to place down, um, you've got to make sure that you know it overlaps in in a crossword type fashion, so that you can't just align uh, adjacent letters or words uh, to another word if there are letters next to each other that don't form a word or you know just make gibberish or whatever. It's all it's all got to be interconnected and it all forms this big maze of of words and tiled letters on on the board uh and as as part of this uh, especially in in the mode where you're trying to get a uh, regent you know certain amounts of words on the board whether it be like 15 words on the board to 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 win the challenge um there are like scrabble there are there are bonus spaces on on the grid mm-hmm. and when a word you form placed on the on the grid 
uh, overlaps with those spaces uh, depending on the, the colour of the space that you've overlapped, like there's silver and gold and that sort of thing, mm. you'll either gain uh, an extra word to your list or an extra uh, two words. So it's in it's in your best interest to try and rack up more words on your list so that you've got different combinations and more potential that something on your list will you know, have the right mix of letters that it, it lines up with something that's already on, on the playing board. Um but it gets it gets trickier the, the longer you go because it is it is a limited sized playing area. It doesn't expand uh, infinitely or exponentially as you play. It's a, it's a finite playing area, so that the more words that are on the board, the the more chance there is of running into situations where you can't place words on your list. Um, on, on the on the playing area because they will clash with what's there or you know there'll be letters that clash with what's what's already been placed or there'll be a case of um, you know you, you need uh, another another space in between a word that's already mm. there otherwise uh, you know you, you can't can't You're play making nonsense play what's there yeah gosh that sounds yeah, really yeah. like like when you get to the pointy end of a Scrabble game and there are there's very minimal space to make a complete word unless it intersects with another word. And so it's it's very difficult, but it's a super high reward because often you'll have to make, you know, one or two words to be able to put anything on the board. And it sounds like a similar kind of sort of spatial and word vocabulary challenge is that, which is pretty exciting. Um, I'm not particularly great at that part of the game, but I enjoy it for what that's worth. <laughs> Yeah, and I I certainly did enjoy what uh, what WordWeb uh, dished up. I think it was quite different to what I was expecting because I didn't read too much about it. I didn't look up much about it before playing, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I'm someone who enjoys uh, you know working with words and and you know messing and you know with uh, with the old vocabulary and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I wasn't sure if it was more crossword sort of thing where you you have to think of the words that align with what's there, but um, so that's that's where I think from from a concept perspective, I was a little bit um, disappointed because I'd I'd set uh, a false expectation that that was what the game was going to be as opposed to being provided uh, a list of words that that, are, that already exists, mm. but that in itself forms a, a very different type of experience and very different type of puzzle to navigate so once I got my head around that I I did enjoy it uh, a fair fair bit more uh, because with uh, with the various modes that you play so there's there's three main modes to play in WordWeb I've I've sort of described them already but I haven't really labeled them so uh, the the first one is is Tangle Uh, so Tangle asks you to place 15 words down, uh, requiring you to pick up new words by going over those bonus spaces uh, to acquire new words on your list, as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you've completed you know, 15 words or X amount of words, whatever, you you win, you, you finish that challenge. Um, so then the, the next game mode is precise mode. So this is the sort of path and goal-based mode where you, you're given a specific... Uh, amount of words or a specific collection of words and also a a goal tile that you must reach and the only way that you'll reach that goal tile is by arranging the words you're given 
um, to make the, the the path towards that goal. So right. you've got to try and align it with the the correct letters of you know the word or words that are already on the board. So you're sort of building your to, way to yeah. the goal square rather than just more open-endedly. You see your destination yes. and you have to work out how the words web together to to get you there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's precisely it. And and one of the, the, the cool things on top of that was as you play and like there's there's these little sub goals or you know almost like you know daily quests or you know little little goals to, to work towards like mm-hmm. you know play play this mode using this setting or that sort of stuff. Uh, by by doing so and this was a, a really cool way of getting you to, to learn the concept of WordWeb is that by by playing and engaging with each of the, the modes um, in different ways, uh, because the, the third and other sort of mode is like there's a, a daily slash weekly slash monthly challenge sort of thing, right. which is very common uh, among puzzle games. Um, the the cool thing is is that by playing the modes and hitting these little little mini goals and targets along the way, is you then unlock and earn new. Uh, Sort of new modifiers and new customization options to to change up the experience. So, so for for example, uh, you could turn on a, a modifier when playing Tangle mode that you would only be served up shorter words, or okay. you would only be served longer words that take up more space on the grid and would therefore make it more challenging for you. So there are yeah, all, all these little little ways of augmenting the, uh, the the core experience of WordWeb, which is is really cool. And I, I did like the way that, yeah, it sort of led you on a path to discovering new ways of playing the game and allowing you to experiment along the way. So I thought that was really clever and uh, really, really well implemented and gave you, gave you something to, to play towards to keep unlocking these new little modifiers and figuring out, Oh, okay. Here's a here's a cool way of, of playing this this mode. Or okay, yeah. There's a, there's a different way to um, you know make things a little bit easier, or a little bit more challenging for myself. So yeah, that, yeah, that I, kind I of really reminds me. That. It reminds me of the some of the best implementations of like trophy achievement systems, where they will encourage you to to play a slightly different way than what you are normally used to. If if you're anything like me, and in a lot of games, I'll fall into a particular way that I like to play it, and then you know, mm. I, it's not. I wouldn't say I get into a rut, but I find a comfortable place and I stay there. But yeah, yeah, it sounds like this is a really neat way of both giving you things to unlock. So you know, dangling that carrot in front of you, but also in doing so, it makes the game. You know, it makes you play it differently, and as you say, discover ways that you might not have realized you'd enjoy to play it. So that's yeah, sounds like a really clever way to do it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's something that I I found was it was a good way of getting me to uh, you know check back in and, and play for little sessions and that sort of stuff um, because the, the the funny thing is and and we were saying this just prior to recording that in addition to WordWeb I've still been playing that damn solitaire stories game that's that's really got its hooks in it the really like, does with, doesn't with, it <laughs> yeah with with some of the subsequent updates it's had it's it's um ironed out uh, a few of the kinks that were frustrating me and it's it's also added uh, a, a few more uh, story scenarios as well and therefore like new deck designs which is is very cool but um 
yeah, with with WordWeb, uh, it's it's the sort of thing. I, I I do like the concept, and I like the way that it's presented and implemented, and I think it's really clever. But it, it's one that I don't see myself playing for for long term, um, because yeah, it just didn't quite scratch my itch in in the way that's like a, a crossword would in terms of you know having to figure out the words from clues themselves as opposed to okay you've you've got the words here it's just a matter of aligning and arranging them yeah uh, so it's more so of a spatial it, it puzzle it didn't satisfy me yeah it, it is more of a spatial puzzle more than a uh, a word ideation game which uh, that's that's <laughs> something that's uh, much much more uh, my cup of tea fair enough yeah i'm having a look if um if somehow by the end of this people haven't quite got an idea of how how the game functions. I'm looking at wordweb.com and they've got a really slick, just like a repeating loop video of how this game works. And it's just instantly makes perfect sense. And I felt like it made sense when you explained it to me, but seeing it, it's just like, oh, there it is. Okay. It all works. So if you ever, you know, if you weren't a hundred percent on what's going on, give it a look. It's really, it's a really nice website. Good work. Those two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely a visual game and, you know, for, for those who enjoy visual puzzles or for, for you know, feeling things out in a, in a spatial sense, then WordWeb is absolutely for you. Um, as, as I said, I think, I think it's very well designed. Uh, it's, it's just not for me and, yeah. and that's totally okay. It is, yeah. Well, I guess on that, should we quickly move on to what we're talking about next episode? Indeed. What have you got for us, Stephen? Well, I've been looking. I found a very recently a Zen Pinball Party from Zen Studios out of Hungary has come onto Apple Arcade. It's a series that I've always looked at from afar, but never really jumped into because it just looked looked like a lot. But um, yeah, this looks like a really slick sort of pinball experience. I have it on good uh, good authority that this is you know this company makes the really good if not the best pinball games that are that are out there so yeah very keen to try out what they call the ultimate pinball experience that's a pretty glowing endorsement so we'll we'll find out if it lives up to it hopefully meanwhile yeah meanwhile i'll be sussing out zookeeper world by uh, kitoretsu uh, from japan and it's a match three puzzler with zoo building elements. So it looks like a, a very, very cutesy, very colorful, family friendly game. And one thing that I'm really keen to, to suss out is like the, the match three puzzle genre has been a mobile staple for years, mm-hmm. but I've never really managed to stick with one for any great length of time. So I'm very curious to, to jump in and see what this does differently and see if uh, see if this will hook me into the, the match three style. Yeah, I guess we can only hope. We'll see how we go. Indeed. Well, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the Mobile Arcade Club, and we look forward to your continued listenership on the next one. Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you had fun and maybe found something useful. If you did enjoy the show, we'd love it if you told a mobile game-loving friend about it or gave us a review in Apple Podcasts. It all helps more people find the show. You can follow the show on Twitter at MArcadeClub, where we'll talk about games from upcoming episodes, and each of us hosts are happy to chat gaming too. Our handles are in the show notes. 
Thanks again for listening, and we'll chat again next time.